Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. I'm really proud to be presenting this new season, Emerging. And with this season, I really wanted to focus on artists, performers, dancers, actors, singers, musicians, um, because these professionals have been badly hit by the pandemic. And I also know that people within these industries really do have so much to teach us about how to thrive how to adapt um, in the midst of all this. So I was really interested in featuring their stories um, and how they've adapted to the unfolding crisis. And also what I wanted to know was if their craft has changed perhaps in some way in response to the pandemic. And that's because, um, you know, we know that it's the artists, it's the performers, it's the dancers, it's the musicians who have often been really best at expressing um, the most turbulent moments in our history. And I think it's no different now. So I wanted to, to know whether uh, anything they're doing has changed in, in, in response. Or, you know, what sort of things are they creating and working on now? Um, and I'm really excited and humbled um, to be introducing you to some amazing people with this series. Um, in between the interviews, I'm going to be highlighting some of the main skills and qualities that our wonderful interviewees have developed or strengthened during these times. And I'm going to speak about how you can do the same thing in your own life, regardless of your background or what you do. So today I am talking to Linus Karp, actor and creative. Linus, welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Emerson. Thank you so much for having me. So, Linus, first of all, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about you and what you do? Yes. So, uh, my name is Linus Karp. I am an actor from Sweden originally, but I've lived in London now for, for seven years. Um, and I, yeah, I act a couple of, a few years ago in 2017. I also set up my own theatre company, so I've been producing shows through that. Uh, it's been mainly solo shows mm -hmm. so i've yeah i've done a couple of solo shows um and hopefully i'll carry on creating shows through that let's just cast our minds back to the beginning of 2020 so i don't know about you but i i felt that you know when this new year started 2020 that it sounded so kind of promising and you know significant which it certainly has been i would say um, but, yeah, you know, if we, if we think back to the spring of 2020, um, how did things unfold for you personally at that time? You know, how were you affected and what happened for you at that time? Um, I got off to a really good start at 2020. Um, so I'd just started creating a new show 
um, and I had it accepted to Edinburgh Fringe. Um, I got like the perfect time slot, the perfect venue for it. So I was really excited. And at the very beginning of March, I sort of did a, a scratch performance of it, which is like a, a short 20 minute mm-hmm. version of it. And I got such great feedback, actually, like better feedback than I could have hoped for. I really felt like, wow, this is, I'm so excited to get to do this show. Um, and then obviously everything happened. Um, and what I did pretty early on, actually, because I am from Sweden originally, and I've also sort of in my late teens, I've had six lung operations. So I was a bit scared when obviously mm. all the COVID talks came in. So as I sort of started losing all, all my planned work, I pretty quickly decided that I would not want to be in London. Um, so I actually mm. traveled back to Sweden sort of like a few days before lockdown happened um, to be with my parents in the Swedish countryside. Luckily, my partner came with me as well. I just felt that that was probably a much better and safer place for me to be. So I spent, well, six months last year, five months, I think, last year in in Sweden. So, so So it sounds like you had to move quite quickly at the time and just leave everything. Yeah. Um, you know, in a way, yeah. I mean, it all happened so quickly, like, yeah. just like day to day, you just saw how, how much worse it seemed to get, like both in England and in all the other countries. And you're like, you don't, it was so much uncertainty back then, of course, you're like, you don't yeah. know what it's going to get. But, but yeah. if it gets really bad here, I just, I mean, obviously, London being such a big city as well, I thought, yeah, I, mm. I, I guess mm. I was sort of like, dreading the worst. And I just thought I have the possibility to go to go home to my yes. parents and to be like, <laughs> in like the Swedish forest, pretty much. Um, yes. And I just thought that would probably be a better place to be. Obviously, when it was such a weird thing leaving because I got my partner to come with me and neither mm-hmm. of us knew when we were going to come back. Yeah. I think he was envisioning like a few weeks. I, yeah. I think I had quite a pessimistic view from the start. I was like, <laughs> I think it might be like up to six months. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So um, for you, um, what would you say have been some of the main setbacks and difficulties um over this past year i mean this could be you know could be financial could be personal could be you know anything at all um and and especially i'm very aware of course that you will have lost a lot of work um so what would you how would you describe some of those setbacks yeah um, i mean i think the yeah the loss of work and income of course is very tough and i think also the uncertainty because it's not like obviously as an actor you're used to period where you're out of work but yeah you know that there'll be things happening later. You can try and create your own work. Whereas now it's it was very much like no one knows when this will be over or no one knows when it will be possible to create theatre again or to, to do any form of acting again. Um, so I think the uncertainty obviously was one of the toughest things. Um, but I, was, I mean, I felt very fortunate to have both my partner and then actually being able to be with my parents in Sweden yes. as well. So I actually had people around me and that sort of gave me a lot of things to do yes. as well because because yes. I mean it gets boring as well when you can't do mm-hmm. anything yeah but now you're back in London so you came back yes so we returned in in August I've been back for right. quite a while now um okay. are you happy to be back um I am actually things have been unfolding yeah. here <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean it's been a, a lot of ups and downs of course um but I think even if I mean things are quite bad at the moment in terms of covid we're all a bit more used to it. So I think we've mm-hmm. found ways to work around it in ways and be creative around it. And there's so much thing, so many things happen digitally as well. 
Um, and I, I was able to do shows in the autumn. So the show that I originally was going to do at Edinburgh Fringe, um, I managed to, to get a run uh, in October instead, uh, which was great. Oh. And, and even now, like, I feel like it's been, some things are happening in the industry, even if it's all online or there's also like a bit of filming and TV stuff going on. So I've had some auditions and self tapes for that. So there are some things I am happy to be in London. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's things happening. Yeah. 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 Um, so if you, if, if you had to choose, um, three skills or qualities that you feel have kind of helped you over this past year, they could be, you know, they could be, um, qualities that you naturally have as a person. They could be skills that you've developed, or they could be, uh, things about yourself that you have discovered, you know, through going through things. What would they be, these three things? Um, well, I think creativity is probably the main thing. Um, and I think, I mean, to me, and I think to, I mean, to most people, maybe creativity is not just something fun to do. Like, it is a need. Um, and I think that's really come through. Like, I've felt, when I haven't been able to work with things, I've, I've still felt this need to create things and um, so I've done a lot of things I wouldn't have expected to do. Obviously mm -hmm. I've done, I've, I've written my show and I've worked on a new show and I've done loads of drawing and video editing and just done silly things throughout. Um, not for, I mean, not, not for work necessarily, just to, yeah. for the need to create. Um, and, and it's also been so, wonderful to see how how so many other people have like found ways to be creative um in all this as well and all like the incredible and fascinating art that's come out from mm. it um mm -hmm. and other skills um probably i mean i think being how to phrase this um i think being prepared for the unexpected Mm -hmm. It's a skill that's been really useful. I think as an actor, you're kind of used to that anyway because you're so used to being turned down or to not knowing where your next job is and so on. Um, and I think in the uncertainty, that, that, that was a very useful skill to have as well. Oh, um, yeah, interesting, yes. And sort of you're, you're working towards something, but you don't know when or if that's going to happen. And I think that's sort of been, obviously, it's still been very tough. But I think being used to that has been really helpful. Um, and also, and finally, I'd probably say, I mean, it's not really a skill, but just people, mm. <laughs> as in like having people around you and being yeah. creative with people. Like we've done so many things over Zoom, like I'm part of an improv group and we've done like weekly practices over Zoom, which has been just fun. And I've done like a play reading group every week as well, where we read, mm. read like different plays and you, people just go all in with like costumes and characters and come up with whatever. And it's just been so much oh, fun. That was uh, amazing. So, yeah, it, it really has yeah. been. Like I've even, like I've got to work and perform with people I wouldn't have met otherwise. And yes. we probably would have been busy doing great things otherwise. And that's just been such a joy mm. um, to actually make mm. creative connections, even in these times. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's been like the most special thing. Yeah. And so it, it, with these different collaborations you've been doing, have you, has your work itself changed? I mean, you, you, you talk about doing things you perhaps wouldn't have done before or working with people maybe you wouldn't have worked with before. Um, what about the work itself? Has the content of what you do 
changed or been in response to what's been going on around us? I think, I mean, when I, the things I've created, um, I mean, I've always loved comedy, but I feel like it's sort of gone a different level of, I guess, silly and light. Because I feel like, <laughs> I mean, these are obviously such heavy, dark times. And the last thing that I want, at least, is anything that's heavy and dark. Like, I mm-hmm. think entertainment is so important. So I feel like everything, whenever I've been writing or creating shows or coming up with ideas or even doing, like, silly sketches or whatever, it's been very silly. <laughs> and yeah. also, I try to just steer away from anything COVID-related because I feel like, mm-hmm. obviously, there's, you can joke about COVID or whatever, but I feel like I don't even want to hear the word if I'm watching a show or if I'm doing something fun. Um, yeah. That's sort of, I guess that's sort of, where I've been going more in that direction yeah 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 yeah. and um what would you say you've um you've learned about yourself or are learning about yourself as a person um I probably am trusting myself more as a creative um I think as I sort of was talking about like you the need to create has really been there and normally I guess I'm used to having a job or just being an actor in a project maybe, whereas now it's been like, um, I need to create and those opportunities aren't necessarily there. So I am going to to write or create something silly or, mm. or yeah, or j- and just do things. Um, mm. So, mm. And it's funny because when obviously when you start doing something, you realise that, yeah, I can do this. Um, obviously, it's loads of ups and downs, but I think that's probably been the main thing. Um, yeah, so I guess kind of discovering... Um, not not so much skills, I guess, that you didn't that you didn't know you had, but more about leveraging on what you already know how to do, or you know, you're naturally extremely creative. It sounds, you know, for me, it sounds like you're you're this incredible creative person who's constantly creating and creating. Um, but also that maybe it's kind of come out of you much more as a yeah, result. Exactly. Yeah. And I think things that I was more scared of before, like like writing, for example, I've never really considered myself a writer, but I've written a lot throughout this, like uh, for my own shows. And like, I can actually write, write this. Um, uh, and just like things like I used to do when I was younger, like I've drawn so much and mm. just been really playful with things. Like I'm not a great artist, but I can have fun with it. <laughs> yes, yeah. I guess also kind of allowing yourself to do that, not not being too critical or, you know, I mean, I know, you know, if I think about myself for a moment, the, the thought of, you know, drawing something or, 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 you know, creating something like that, I would just be like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I'm not, I'm not good at that. So I probably wouldn't even try it. Whereas what you're talking about is, you know, just see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think I'm very much, I think I used to be a lot of the same, or I still am, where I'm like, I really want to, whatever I do, I want to do it really well. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's not feasible for everything. Um, and I think I've, yeah, I think I've just tried to allow myself to have more fun. And yes. when you do things your own way, they are going to be great either way. Like they're going to be different. Um, yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like yeah. I've drawn a lot and they're deliberately bad at times, so deliberately funny, I guess. Um where it's like it's not mm-hmm. great art, but it's it's fun. <laughs> yes, and I guess there's a lot of freedom in in allowing yourself to express things in that way as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. just like you don't have to do things the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah. I, that, that's something I guess I've always loved with things, and what I've sort of done with my writing as well. Um, just yeah, yeah, and 
And how do you how do you see your industry evolving as we start to come out of this pandemic? What what sort of things do you think we will expect to see in the future? Um, I mean, it's impossible to to know, but it's going to be a long way back for the theatre industry. I fear. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, which is really sad because obviously you've already seen theatres closing and uh, and so on, and that's it's going to be a long way back. Um, I really hope it will be a case of widening the industry and like, giving like voices like an opportunity that maybe didn't have an opportunity before and so on. But I fear it could go the other way as well. I think we already saw a bit mm-hmm. over Christmas, for example, when theatres opened or before Christmas, where they were putting on like four or five different productions of A Christmas Carol in London, for example. And I fear that, understandably, a lot of theatres and producers might want want to have like safe safe shows that they know people know and that know can draw an audience, um, which obviously mm-hmm. is fine in some cases, but you don't want that all the time. And I just, in a way, hope it will go the other way. But I guess we'll, yeah. we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it's interesting because I know, I mean, I did um, book a couple of things um, which were then had to be uh, first postponed and then cancelled. And actually it made me think that obviously with a with a theatre show, you know, people have rehearsed, they're, they're, they're ready. And then if that gets, um, you know, if you don't know what date you're going to perform it, then of course you have to then plan forward and know that, actors will have enough time to rehearse again mm. it, there, there's so much to it isn't there yeah yeah exactly it's not like you can just open it and they can be ready to go it just yeah it, it's so much time and when you have to close it with short notice you lose all the all the things you put into it like over christmas when all the theater suddenly had to close with a day's notice mm. all the money and stuff that work that had been put into productions they were just you can never get that back again um, I had to close. I was going to do a run in December again, um, and I had to close with one day's notice. I got to do one night instead of seven, um, which obviously is so gutting when you find out find that out like with a day's notice. Um, but I think things like solo shows probably will come like even more because it's it's the easiest form of theatre in terms yeah. of rehearsals and stuff, and and safer, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and obviously, that's something that I've done a lot. That mm. that would be nice for me, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And do you? I mean, I know it's difficult to plan ahead, um, but do you have things in the pipeline? So, for example, any of the things that you've been working on, are you going to be looking to take those out? Um, you know, what, what have you? What are you sort of tentatively planning? Yes. So, I the the solo show I performed in the autumn, How to Live a Jellica Life, um, is due to come back both in London and also in a couple of other venues on tour. Um, so it's been pushed back, obviously. At the moment, I'm due to be in Cambridge in April and Poole at, at the beginning of May. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but if not, I hope I'll still be able to do it at some point. Um, and then I've also actually just re- finished writing a show, which will be a digital show, which I hope to do very soon. Obviously, that's, that will be something that I'll be able to do but whenever really, um, mm. though unusually for me, it would actually include another uh, a cast as well. So I've got a few people involved and we're going to have a first read through on Monday, which is very exciting. And then hopefully within too long, I'll be able to, to do some actual digital shows. Yes. And I guess, I mean, for those digital shows, um, you'll be charging audiences to come. I think my plan is to do pay what you can tickets so that, I mean, can, anyone yeah. can watch and then, I mean, yeah. hopefully people will at least chuck a few quid um, or those yes. who can afford to can at least pay yeah. a bit. Um, 
yeah so we can afford to do it basically yeah. um but i think obviously digital will never replace in-person shows but i think it's just good to have something to do like that um yes. and and oh things over zoom for example like you do have some possibilities that you don't have in in real life so i think mm. it's it's about trying to like utilize that um and also you can get an audience like i'm from sweden it would be nice to be able to have like people from sweden are able to watch it or people from anywhere in the country anywhere in the world can actually watch it so in a way yeah. that's exciting as well but yeah. there's there's nothing like live theater though <laughs> no there's nothing like live theater. i mean yeah i i i agree but i think but i think yeah some of the the, the plus side is it that you potentially have a much bigger audience i mean we actually went to well i say we went to we, it was in our in our living room but um we um signed up for a uh an improv show that was being um staged it was staged in london and it was a um movie night improv night so improv actors and it was very clever because what they did was it was mis mischief makers maybe you've heard of you've heard of them i mean oh, yeah, yeah done lots of things but what they did was they had um so you could you could pay a little bit extra and be on the zoom audience so you could actually input you know give the suggestions for the show um or you could just do what we did which is buy a ticket and just watch the whole thing and what was but, but, and the ticket was 10 pounds you know so really not very much but they had um you know they had an audience from all over the world you know attending this and i just thought what the way it was done was so clever because they had the actors who were doing improv they had the person who was kind of facilitating it and you know doing a bit of rewind and let's do this and let's do that and taking the, the you know the suggestions from the audience and i you know having been to improv shows before obviously you know live I, I was slightly skeptical, like thinking, is this actually going to work? Is this, you know, but we really enjoyed it. And it was just a different experience, you know, different to being face to face, uh, you know, yeah. physically, but very cleverly done. And as you say, using the technology to make it part of what you're doing and make it work um, and not pretending to be. I think what I liked about it wasn't pretending to be a live show, like it wasn't trying to replicate what you would do it, you know, in the theatre it was being what it was and and it was a it was a different experience than it did make me think about that and think okay look, this is different but they have lots of people signing up for it so mm. it can work oh that's good yeah that's really hard yeah. and i think difference the key word as you say like you have to acknowledge that it's not going to be live so it is going to be very different but you just have to play to play to the strengths of the digital show instead um, yeah. And I also think making it quite—I've tried to make my show a bit immersive as well, or where people can come in within the chat and stuff at times, just to give it. I myself, I have quite a short attention span, so if I'm watching something and it's not engaging, mm. I can be lost quite quickly. And I think at home mm. that that is even easier because obviously when you're in a theatre, you are there at least. Whereas at home, there's so many other distractions. I feel like you really have to try and keep it as engaging as possible, which is quite challenging. Um, but yeah, I mean, that sounds really cool. I mean, it's it's great that people are still doing things and that people are still watching them. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, I think, I think it's inspiring. Um, really, I really do. I, I just want to um, finish this interview by, by asking you, so, so you come across as someone who is incredibly creative and you're doing all these things and it, and it's actually really inspiring. And, you know, what would you say to some of our podcast listeners who are perhaps listening to this and thinking, well, you know, I'm not 
an artist and I'm not an actor and I'm not, you know, I'm not a creative. Um, but how could I tap into that side of myself to, you know, to bring a bit of joy into my life, to, 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 to make things a bit happier and lighter? Uh, what would you what would you say? What would you suggest? Uh, well, yeah, thank you. I think, first of all, it's always important to acknowledge, like I'm sure, obviously now I'm talking sort of about all the fun things I've been doing and the creativity, <laughs> but obviously it's it's the process and like you'll have so many ups and downs and like I, I've had many days where I've not been able to do anything or like even making food is like the biggest achievement of the day. Um, so, so I think it's also like you don't be too hard on yourself, which is also so much easier said than done, but mm. things do take time and you're not going to be great every day sadly <laughs> um but then i think uh, something that's worth keeping in mind is always what is the worst thing that will happen like if you do try mm-hmm. something what is the worst thing that can actually happen from it like maybe it won't be as great as you want to or maybe you won't go through with it but there's no harm in starting and you learn so much from from just trying and also just have fun i think that's something that i felt even like even stronger the last year which is like it's so important to just have fun and to do the things mm-hmm. you enjoy. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, because as we've learned, it, things can be very unpredictable and we don't live in, like, we, we don't have the life we wished we, we had right now. Um, so I think it's even more important to just do the things you enjoy and and let yourself enjoy them. I think that's such a key mm-hmm. thing as well. People are often stopping themselves because I'm not good enough to to do this or to, to write this or to draw or whatever. But actually, just do what you enjoy. And if you enjoy it, it can't be bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's great thank you so much Linus thank you for being on the show today with us um if our listeners want to know more about you and and want to see some of your work how, how can they find you um so I guess social media Twitter or Instagram is probably the best thing you can follow me at uh, at Linus Karp so L-I-N-U-S-K-A-R-P and you can also follow my theatre company uh, called Awkward Productions so it's at Awkward Prods um, on Twitter and Instagram as well Great. Thank you. And we'll make sure that those are in our show notes that you can find out more about Linus and just, I think, just experience some joy in following what you're doing, it sounds like <laughs> to me. <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast player or on YouTube. And if you can leave us a positive review, we really appreciate it. If you want more support, tips and ideas to strengthen these skills, go to the website unimenta.com where you can take part in live masterclasses, self-access online modules and download lots of free resources. Get the book, Seven Skills for the Future, in all major bookstores and on Amazon. And why not get yourself a copy of the 777 Journal to transform your life in just seven weeks through daily journaling practice.